In nature, often the things that look scariest when we first see them end up being the most interesting when we look closer. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. The threat of frost and the gloominess of the woods that comes after the leaves have fallen is something I dread while I'm still soaking up the last of summer in August. But once fall is really here, I revel in it. A walk in the woods, as new mushrooms sprout up and green leaves turn to those grounding shades of oranges and reds, is like visiting with an old friend, soul-feeding. And no matter how many autumns go by when I have explored the woods in this way, I always come across something that amazes me. Several years ago at about this time of year, I was on a salmon fishing trip when I discovered an objectively creepy-looking bug crawling along the forest floor. An American Pelicinid Wasp. As has historically been typical when I'm out fishing, I fished for a while, caught one, and then moved on to writing, drawing, and photographing things along the shore. After padding about, I plopped down under a tree to eat a snack, camera in hand, when I saw a small, glossy, dark figure creeping along on the leaf litter next to me. It had the build of an especially skinny wasp, but with an intimidatingly long rear end. Or was it a stinger? With that particular question in mind, I thought it must be an ichneumon wasp, which are known for having a very long appendage resembling a stinger, called an ovipositor, that allows them to deposit their eggs in various places. But ichneumon wasps have thick abdomens relative to the size of their ovipositors, and this wasp's abdomen was exceptionally long and thin without an obvious transition in size to an ovipositor. Overall, this wasp was nearly two and a half inches long, with a curved abdomen about five times the length of the rest of its body, a characteristic clearly marking it as an American pelicinid wasp. These long, dark, thin wasps with their jointed, stinger-like tails are definitely intimidating, but despite being wasps, they entirely lack a stinger. That modified abdomen, which they will ineffectively poke at you if handled excessively, is designed to penetrate the soil to insert eggs specifically into the grubs of June bugs. Scientists still don't know how they know there are these beetle grubs under there or how they aim correctly to lay their eggs in them. Yet another mystery to uncover. Once those wasp eggs develop into larvae, they eat the beetle grubs, killing their host. A parasite that kills its host is known as a parasitoid, and because they're consuming their host from the inside out, they can also be described as endoparasites. And for your second-to-last new vocabulary word of the day, the wasp larvae can also be described as necrotrophs because they eat both the living tissue and then continue to eat the dead tissue of their host. The amount of amazing features of these highly specialized wasps is pretty stunning. There are only three species in their genus, Pelicinus, two of which exist in Central and South America, and one in North America. Remarkably, north of the Rio Grande, there are almost exclusively female Pelicinid wasps. So how do they reproduce, you may wonder? They just casually self-fertilize in a process called parthenogenesis, your last new vocabulary word today, I promise. So this weekend you can head outside in search of these amazing gentle wasps whose numbers peak in late summer and early fall. They can be found crawling or flying low to the ground in or near deciduous forests. The adults also consume nectar, so you might even find them on any lingering flowers. 
Pelicinid wasps remind us that even the creepiest-looking things can be gentle, at least until their babies consume a June beetle grub from the inside out. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. Phonology.